Thank you so much for listening to the news portion of Better on Draft. Thank you to our sponsors, Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Everything that you need from liquor, wine, beer, cigars, party favors like snacks, that's where you go. Let Jack hook you up. North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan is another one of our sponsors, just south of Baseline Road over on North Center Street in Northville, Michigan. Go check them out. Amazing craft beer. And don't forget, when you're there, challenge the owner to a game of shuffleboard. See if you're as good as he is. Go find us on all of our social medias. It's Better on Draft on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok. You can also find out what we were drinking by friending us on Untapped Bod Podcast. And, of course, you can listen to us live Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with the news directly to follow at twitch.tv forward slash betterondraft, betterondraft.tv, or facebook.com forward slash betterondraft. We hope you join us for the next one. Next week, we have the Ferndale Project. Welcome, everybody, to the new segment here, Better on Draft. My name is Ken. This is the March 18th. We've been off for two weeks. It was great. I went to Denver and didn't drink beer. Uh, so that's how my weekend went last weekend. Uh, let's go over and see what everybody's drinking real quick. I'll start off with me. I am moving on to the Hoppy Amber from Brooklyn. Dan, what do you got? Um, I just cracked open a Yingling Black and Tan. Nicholas. I am now on to the Modern Times coffee variant of Flying Buffalo from Griffin Claw. We still have to figure out we are going to be doing, and we're going to give away a few tickets. Uh, there, there's no going to be no paid tickets. It's just going to be a, a fun little invite to some fans of Better on Draft. Uh, we are going to do a full vert of Griffin Claw's Flying Buffalo this year. And when I say full vertical... I mean, I believe 2012 uh, through 2021. Uh, we have one of each. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> so we are going to be doing an uh, invite. Uh, if you are interested, uh, share share this on Facebook. Um, or you know what? Comment on YouTube. There you go. Comment on YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast, head on over to uh, YouTube.com forward slash better on draft. Just throw us a comment. Just say hello. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, uh, but we'll give you a few different opportunities between YouTube, Instagram, Facebook to head on in. Um, I forgot to ask Rob, Rob, what are you drinking? Uh, right now I am drinking a, uh, from Great Lakes Brewing, the Christmas ale, cause you know, the shelves had the Christmas ale. And then I have our good old intro beer that's sitting in this glass right now. Well, as always... We do need a new jingle here, but I know, uh, I know. as always with segment two, here is Robert with the beer news. Well, Rob, what was it? Well, that was Dragon Milk's reserve. Um, the reserve one which is a rye barrel-aged stout with cinnamon, toasted chilies, and vanilla extract. Um, clocks in at a rather meager 11.8. <clears throat> we love you, Rob. I hope you know that. <laughs> we know your liver doesn't, but we do. I can't wait till we can get you to chug like a worldwide stout or a Black Tuesday or just go hard as all hell. 
No, no, no. I, I, I got a family. I like my family and I like living with my family. And I do not need to be ostracized in my own house oh my for God. just going absolute ham on a 20 percenter. <laughs> well, cannot uh, happen. For those of you paying attention over on our Facebook, we've got March draftness going on right now. We are releasing the uh, well. If you're listening live, obviously we'll release the bracket tomorrow. Uh, but if you're listening on Monday when this podcast gets released, you can head over to facebook.com forward slash better on draft. Vote in all eight competitions. We're down to our sweet 16, our stout 16, as Matt uh, Matt Bush created. Um, plenty of great breweries to go check out. The winning brewery. We're going to go buy a keg at their brewery and literally just give it away. Uh, so you control all of that. So head on over to Facebook and vote. Um, but I want to start with my, not news article, but discussion, because I'm curious what you guys do if you have a tradition that revolves around some type of event that goes on um, throughout the year or every other year or like the Olympics every four years. Um, but is there an event uh, like a lot of people do where they take time off, they go to bars, they hang out for 14 hours at a B-dubs. Um, what is it that you do that revolves around, you know, making it a priority to grab beers, grab friends, grab food and go. So for instance, for me, um, I am, uh, as many people know, and who have been listening to the show for six and a half years now, a huge wrestling fan. Uh, so for me, uh, getting beers and getting ready for the upcoming WrestleMania. Um, and now that it's two days, I uh, don't need to drink for 10 hours straight on one day. I can split it between two days. Um, but that is what I love to do. I love it. You know, inviting people over. It's been rough for the past few years. Cause you know, COVID, uh, but before COVID I would, um, you know, Nick has housed me a few times to head on over there to his place to drink. Um, I've had people over, but that is what I like the one event that I don't want to miss, um, that I always make sure I have good beers for, um, uh, and good company. But what about you guys? What is an event or a holiday where, you know, you make sure you, you bring out the good beers, you find the good friends, you know, maybe you actually buy the good, uh, you know, the good food instead of ordering wings from B-dubs or uh, mozzarella sticks from Kroger. Hell's wrong with wings from Big Dubs. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wait a minute. I mean, there's so It depends on which B-dubs you so go to. Small. It, it really depends on which one you go to because there's, there's some that, that are good and there's ones that are just like, why in the world are you still open? There, the I, and there's downtown. one of those where I used to live. So. There, the one that's in uh, downtown Detroit in Greektown, there was literally no good day that I had getting uh, wings from there. Either the things were drenched in sauce to where it was like, can I get a little bit of chicken with my sauce? And then the other times there was literally no sauce. And it's almost like I ordered garlic parm. It's not a dry rub. Where's my sauce? Um, there, there, there was no hap- good, good middle. It was either one or the other extreme or extreme. Um, but it's also just so pricey. Like there's plenty of other stores that sell wings for cheap, you know, pre COVID prices too. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's not too many. I, I guess for myself personally, I really don't have too many events. It's usually 
where it's something where, you know, a, a friend of mine is just kind of reaching out and say, you know, hey, um, getting ready to watch, you know, Sweet 16. But you want to hang out and just like, you know, have some good beers and, you know, have some some decent bourbon. Like, OK, sure. Are you talking um, basketball it, or the MTV show? I, I'm talking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. MTV Wait a minute. Show. Yikes. Oh. Wow, I would I would have never even thought of that. Is that what that. y'all do, Rob? That Is that what you're watching? <laughs> TV. You know, there are a lot of by Mom who, too. who love Basketball. reality TV. It's, they they love to watch Survivor or they'll watch Big Brother or something. And I was about to say, it's, wife and I, we watch Big Brother. So. And, the, and the cooking the, reality shows. It's the only basketball I watch all year. And I don't huh. watch anything else other than the NCAA tournament. And that that's it. Um, so yeah, that, that's about it. I mean, if the other events would be like Christmas where, you know, we have the family Christmas dinner and I'm usually the one who is bringing out the beers because, you know, most of my family is not, you know, into craft beer all that much. So I'm usually one who is just like bringing out the big beers and just like having them kind of have their own little taster of just running through beers. And of course I have a cousin of mine who I've basically been challenged to give her a good, a beer that she could enjoy. So every year when we get together for Christmas, I try to find that beer that she can enjoy. And I will gladly say that four years running, I have lost. (laughs) So I keep trying and I hope that I'm going to find a beer that she's going to like, but pretty much every time has been a sip, a shake of the head, a no, and then handing the bottle back. So <laughs> that's pretty much what I have. I'm surprised it's not, you know, for you, maybe a, a Monday night Pittsburgh game or if Pittsburgh plays the Lions, since obviously the locals here will pay attention to the game, um, that that wouldn't be one of the... Well, I mean, the, the thing is with Pittsburgh, with the Steelers and the Lions, they only play each other basically every four years. Yeah. So it's it's extremely rare to, to be able to do that. And most of the time, that usually is just a it, – it, it's not even, you know, a game to get people together. It usually just ends up being a game where my wife and I are making a bet, um, deciding, you know, who does what when whatever – whoever team wins, which, of course, last year – fucking tie so (laughs) (laughs) we won't get we won't get into that um and we will just simply say goodbye juju smasusha um thanks for giving up that fumble which caused pretty much that tie uh enjoy being with the chefs and you know i hope you do well dan or nick (laughs) i mean you kind of stole it for me, Ken, it's it was WrestleMania, yeah. but now it's it's now two days long, twice as long, probably three times as long with all the other bullshit that they <laughs> added <laughs> before they went to two days. But um, for me, it was WrestleMania. Now you don't have to worry about you know going hard just on you know the five hour event. You can you know it's it can be spaced apart over the course of two days which are just as long now you're just adding a second day now yeah now it's um, two five-hour days watching i guess well, and, and i guess five that, hour that's days a, that, as opposed to like one nine-hour day well the but thing I mean, is like kind of like when, the one 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just going to say, like, when, when I used to watch WrestleMania, that it used to be, you know, your typical four, maybe five-hour event. And mm-hmm. with it being two days, you're doing two days of drinking, of watching WrestleMania. And while I do, I don't watch a lot of wrestling that much anymore. I, I haven't in like the last, I've tried to watch AEW and I've just kind of been lacking in, in watching it and have not having the time to do it. But in watching two days of WrestleMania and drinking that much over two days to watch it, doesn't that just feel like it's just too damn much? No. I, I'm kind of, I, I, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny that all these major wrestling promotions are now taking their biggest event of the year. WWE is WrestleMania. New Japan is Wrestle Kingdom and expanding it beyond one night or one day. You know, well, it's because you mean, can sell I, twice as many tickets. I, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. But it, it, it's a wrestling event. It's not it, the fucking auto show. <laughs> What the hell is Jesus. the auto? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I feel like, I mean, I, for me, it, like I said, it used to be WrestleMania, but for me, I just don't have that event that I like. am just like dying to see anymore. When I was younger and the Olympics weren't on the east side of the Eastern Hemisphere where it's a 13-hour time difference, then that was a big deal for me. Now, maybe in 2028 when they come back to Los Angeles – Maybe I'm going to be geeked up about it because it's coming back to the to the United States. But I don't have that event that I care for anymore that much to where I'm going to get the good chicken. I'm going to get all of the the good <laughs> that I'm going to get all of my hamburger meat ready to go from the night before, pre patted and everything, and get it all seasoned and throw it on the barbecue grill. I just don't have that event anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of sporting events that I follow, obviously, with the walking billboard that I have on my shirt right now. Uh, Formula One starts this weekend. Um, but am I going out and buying special beer for the event or for any for any event like that anymore? No, I think I'm not. I'm not. I, there's nothing that excites me that much anymore to where I'm going to go and do all that stuff. Maybe the Super Bowl, but. Until the Detroit Lions get in there, which will probably be never in my lifetime, as, as a sucker as I am, I just don't see that happening in my lifetime right now. Yeah, maybe a little sign <laughs> Baker Mayfield for you. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Give you a new no, hope. I think, I think they just uh, <laughs> finalized the the bonus for Jared Goff, so I think the Lions are stuck with Goff here. Ugh, in, in, in other news, Josh Johnson just signed with his 14th team. Hey. Who, who you, you lost me. At, you lost me. You lost me at get the good chicken. I, get I'm the good right chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about B dubs. I don't know. It was on my mind. What's the good chicken? I'm right. Confused. I want to know what the good chicken is. What's the good chicken? <laughs> going to, to Detroit to Gratiot Central Market down by Eastern Market. Going there and getting the good stuff. That's probably good stuff. That's 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 a good. That's, that's some good, good chicken. They that's keep that chicken. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, I'm not sure if you guys heard the news, but Eastern Market was named the third best market in outdoor all of the market. United States. Outdoor market in the United States. And that says a lot about the kind of food 
and goods and other stuff that comes through Eastern Market, Eastern Market and Detroit Central Market right there on Gratiot. That says a lot, in my opinion. It's a good portion of my grocery shopping, and I'm heading there in the morning. There you go, brother. So, Rob, why don't you take it over? What news article do you have? All right. Um, So I found this little article that was on Brewbound that was talking about Surly Brewing, uh, which Surly, which is based out of Minneapolis, is looking to put down roots in another Midwest state uh, with a brewery and tap room in either Michigan or Ohio, uh, according to their VP of marketing, Bill Manley. Uh, the new location is supposedly to include tap room restaurant uh, that's going to follow the Minneapolis Brewery's Peaches-centric service model, uh, which has been, as he said, incredibly successful. Uh, and it's going to, you know, essentially supply with a new tap room with unique beers uh, and, you know, has already been ordered and expected to arrive later this spring. Um, they're they're focusing apparently for 2022. They're focusing on becoming a bigger player in the Midwest overall and that it's a pivot from where they where they've been in the past, uh, something that apparently that they are looking forward to. Um, now, I, I believe we have talked about this before with Minnesota as a state, uh, but apparently they, and I, I guess I kind of forgot about this, is that Minnesota being the last state to ban the sale of beer stronger than 3.2% alcohol uh, from grocery and convenience stores, um, which, you know, while that weighs very well in Minnesota's favor, um, they are still Certainly for, for their business, Minnesota itself accounts for about 80% of their sales. Um, now, they also distribute and sell beer in Wisconsin, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Illinois. They are here in Michigan, uh, Missouri, Kansas, and Arizona. And they have last year sold about 65,000 barrels of beer, which is actually down uh, a little over 11,000 barrels from 2020. The one thing I'm kind of curious of is that there's there's nothing in that I could find uh, in articles that had any proposed locations uh, for Michigan. So I was kind of curious with, um, with you three, with where you think would be the best place for them to set up shop. And considering they're already distributing here, is it something that you think is actually even going to matter? I mean, the thing is that I don't know what their sales are here in Michigan. So I can't say one way or another whether or not they're actually selling a whole bunch of beer that would necessitate opening up a brewery to, you know, create more of their own market share. Um, so I, I guess I, I don't know. Um, but I guess I would, I would start with, with Ken on this one. Just like, where do you think they should set up shop? And really, does it is it is it really going to resonate with us here as the freaking beer snobs that we are? <laughs> Honestly, uh, put it in Detroit, make it a brew pub, and be done with it. Because I don't think it could survive anywhere um except for those places you don't have a massive uh 
restaurant backing, like a restaurant group backing it, like you would a BJ's, I think is the name of it, or BJ's Brew House. Yeah. yeah. What's What's the other one that's in our state that um, that used to be in the Rensen too when it closed? <laughs> is Troy, it Granite. Yeah, Granite, Granite City, Granite City, Granite City. Um, yeah, you know, their their restaurants with a brewery or restaurants with beer that they bring in. Like they're not like if they want to be a brewery in the state of Michigan that brews beer, um, you know, you gotta do what like Saucy Brew Works did and you just gotta open up a brew pub. Um, don't do any distro out of it, just do brew pub only, brew pub officials. Um, cause you know, you can share your recipes so they could brew saucy brew no, saucy brew works, surly beer there. But mm-hmm. bring in um, uh, their recipes, make Detroit standard stuff, put it in, you know, Midtown or down, you know, Foxtown or Eastern Market area and just deal with that. I think that's the only way they could do it here in Michigan, in my uh, unprofessional opinion. <laughs> I guess, would it be too risky to go Grand Rapids? For sure. For sure. Not enough business, not enough stuff goes on in Grand Rapids. You're you need to rely on um uh what what do you call them? What do we what did we call them? The the people that don't live in Detroit that go into Detroit. Um <laughs> Wait, what? So- like- the annoying suburbanites. Suburbanites, yeah. You that's need to rely that's on a nice term, yes. <laughs> what do you call them, Rob? I'm curious now. <laughs> I believe I he, spells it, he spells it W Y P O P O. What? W what? <laughs> Me and Rob get it. Don't worry, guys. Just, Dan, start your it. response. Yeah. Before I lose my shit. Yeah. So, I mean, what's their end game here? Do they just want to brew public? You're thinking, can, are they trying to expand distribution? It doesn't really. Does it make sense to order uh, to open a brew pub in another state unless they're trying to be like a granite city and just have a bunch of them like everywhere? So I guess I don't know. I, I guess they could go into Detroit. I don't know the market this well that like that well these days. Well, um, re- but with remember, that even- Granite City makes most of their beer outside and then like finishes it in their certain cities or wherever. Like they in their. Yeah, where like, it's at. I got gotcha. you. They just like send like the wart and stuff to to finish in those cities. But like, is Surly a big enough name to do that? But like, oh yeah, we have this brew pub. We finish the beer here, and then it's shipped in from Minnesota. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're a big enough name to do that. It. I, I'm really curious what their game is to go with this if they're planning to expand like that more. But I don't know. I just it doesn't sound like it'll work. They're if we're thinking 30, it's going to be what it is. They're the 36th largest craft brewery in the country. I mean, they're big here. People love darkness, especially, but I don't know. Are, are you guys going to Surly? bigger than Rogue, Revolution out of Chicago, Modern Times, which has multiple. Uh, they make more than BrewDog. Um, oh, damn. Modern Times that had multiple. Yeah. yeah. Well, most they multiple. Still? <laughs> They, yeah. I mean, they clo- what was it? They closed four locations. Mm-hmm. I thought it was four. I could be wrong. So. But I mean, Surly does also still have, I, I think they still have a little bit of the stigma that they had from last year with the unionizing situation that happened, where, you know, one of their brew pub locations had to close because their workers were like 
kind of fed up and we're like, we're, we, we want fair pay and kind of shut the place down, which then turned into, I guess, coincidentally, the workers then getting laid off. And there's, I think there's, there's still a little bit that's going on between that, whether kind of a, they said, we said thing going on where it's like, well, we're not getting fair pay. So we're going on strike, but we don't have a clientele because it's COVID. So we have to shut down. And like, I don't, it was like this weird kind of convenience that was going on that, you know, there was just this area where people were thinking, well, I mean, hell, do they take care of their employees? Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but you know, here we are, we're trying to open up a new location and yeah, who knows where they're going to put it. But uh, I, I guess gonna, it'd be interesting. As, I don't think that affects anything that they're doing or want to do. Um, okay. I I would I would put money on it, and I think you would agree with the statement that I'm about to say. If founders opened up a Lansing brewery, nobody would give two shits. If nobody gave two shits about that, they're not going to give two shits about union busting, even in a state like Michigan. Yep, they're going to open it in <laughs> Auburn Hills, and then Rob won't go there because it's or the M59. <laughs> It's north of M59. That is up north. I don't... Uh, sh- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I agree. Just doing it in, t- in, in, in GR is going to be tough. In Detroit, just, it's going to be like another Charlotte Street, almost, I, as I hate <laughs> to say it, but... Wait, what are you implying? What are well, they going to it do? Wouldn't, it wouldn't be. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't think, think about be... it. Well, think about it. What is Surly going to do different that Rob's favorite brewery is going to do? And I mean, probably that not going to do things involving printers. Not, well, besides that, <laughs> like, I hope not. Well, I certainly hope not. But what are they going to do different from? So let me back up. Founders has their Grand Rapids location, and now they have a Detroit location. What are they? What do they do anything different besides make the beer? any different than the Detroit location. That's basically what it is. You're making a copy of your main location and you're moving it somewhere else. Well, their Detroit location has Detroit only beers. Okay, fine. Okay. Is certainly going to do that. If if they pick Detroit, let's say they did pick Detroit, would certainly do the same thing. That's what my, I I would say. Because there is one statement that is in here that, that Bill Manley said that said, quote, we can ship beer that's produced here in Minneapolis to be served there and then produce its own line of beers out of there on that new system, which is really exciting. So, you know, there could be just like the regular beers that they're already doing in Minnesota being brought brought here if they come to Michigan. But then there could be some one offs that so, they do. So so do they make I have not gone to the to the Charlotte Street one in Detroit yet. Have Do they make food there? Yes. It, it, so if, if Surly did took that model, what Charlotte Street does in Detroit, and applied it here in Detroit, I think that might work. You, it, because uh, you know, we're, we're Surly based out of Minnesota, Wisconsin? Yeah. Minneapolis. 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 I yeah. mean, you know, bring it over to, you know, more in the middle of the Great Lakes. Detroit's got uh, – Detroit's prime for development. We know this. It's it the the the, the, the pandemic may have slowed things down, but now it's back up and running again. I feel so. Mm-hmm. Put it in Detroit. 
get a food program, establish one here in Detroit, get someone that knows the food program and knows Detroit food and make some exclusive in Detroit like you, you do at Charlotte Street and it should take off. Especially especially when people see, ooh, new brewery coming to Detroit. Oh, we got to go check it out. It will generate buzz and it will stick. I mean, it, it's a good idea, I think, to go, you know, come for the food, stay for the beer. The thing I worry about is if they're going with a more pizza-centric model that you're messing with an area that does Detroit-style pizza. Now, not everybody in Detroit does Detroit style because you have Sapino that does relatively a thin crust yeah. that, you know, in my mind is probably top three pizza of all time in the city. Um, and then you have, you know, there's other places. Uh, well, obviously the, the multi manufactured jets, which, you know, isn't too damn shabby, but then you have locals like Greg's and, and Lou's and, and, and all these other places that are in the area that you're coming in with a pizza model, you better step your damn game up because yeah, this is Detroit. You bring in pizza, you better bring some pizza. And, and, <laughs> and to add to that, Rob, there are breweries in Detroit, and I think we all know who we're talking about, that do pizza. Motor City. Motor City. And, Motor they are City pretty, and, and they are pretty damn good, too. So not only can Indeed. you get a pizza, but you can also get pretty damn good beer at Motor City Brew Works and, and you're, you're, you're set yeah. and it's right there in the, in the heart of Midtown. So uh, mm-hmm. I think if, if Surly were to go and do this in Detroit, you'd have to kind of separate You're going to have to separate your, yourselves from everybody else and bring something that has not been done before. That's going to generate buzz and attention and get butts in the chairs. And that's, that's how that's how that's the only way it's going to work. Because if you start making copies of all the other ones, then you're then you're wasting money. Playing you're not making it. You're not making it. Yeah, they're not going to. All right. Nope. Dan, what's your article? All right. <clears throat> so we've talked about this kind of in the past, but new information came out. So Stone has considered sale, uh, selling the brewery. That is, as they have a four hundred and sixty-four million dollar investment investment payment uh, looming. Sorry for that. Um, so as of yesterday, Stone CEO Maria Stipp revealed that her company owes its investor VMG Hillhouse $464 million and has considered selling, according to the Courthouse News Service. Uh, she took the stand yesterday in an ongoing trial between the San Diego Craft Brewery and Molson Coors. Stone is alleging, of course, that their business has declined 20% in the wake of Molson Coors revamping the branding of its economy line Keystone Light in 2017 to feature the word stone more prominently, causing confusion among drinkers. Uh, the combination of the downturn in sales, which Stone attributes partly to Keystone's marketing and the looming 2023 repayment date to their investor, has forced a brewery to consider selling. Uh, Stip testified that um, when questioned by Stone attorney Jeffrey Theodore, um, she added that VMG Hillhouse has given the company wiggle room on repayment. Uh, she says they were given no timeline. I know it would take time to build back the company. And they were uh, given their given her some time, she said Thursday during questioning. So Stone has raised the price of Stone IPA to fund a marketing campaign and develop incentives, but nothing has helped pull the beer out of a downward spiral, she said. They've tried price, a marketing campaign, incentive, incentives, 
everything we could think of uh, to change from negative to positive, and it's not making a difference. So I'm flat out calling bullshit on this article. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. It's not Molson Coors and Keystone that are, that are making their beer go into a downturn. My personal opinion is people are done with it. It's an old brand. You know, all they do, um, when I think about Stone, I can't think of the name of it. One of you will probably know, but the Will Wheaton Stout. I'll pick that up, but what's the last stone beer any of you have bought outside of something like that? I think it's more of people are just over their brand and there's much better options. And that's the reason they're going down. It's not Keystone <laughs> yeah. of all things, of all beers. You're going to say Keystone is killing your IPA. I don't buy it. I don't, buy, I don't buy that either. <laughs> uh, so to answer Dan, the question about what was the last thing I bought before, like outside of Woot Stout, um, it was that Jokovesa. Jokovesa, yes. Yeah, Jokovesa mm-hmm. was the last one I bought. When I bought it, we were still in studio. Yeah, that's all. And I think, and I think we were in the Ferndale studio. That was <laughs> damn. Um, that was wow. when the last time I bought a stone beer that was not. Woot Stout. Now I still have a bottle of Woot Stout because let's face it, Woot Stout is is it's pretty damn. It's good. a damn good beer. It's a damn good beer. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but, I'm looking but at you, our uh, our. You, we we track everything. We actually track yeah, are everything. You, are you fact checking me, Ken? I am. So the last. <laughs> The last, are, you, are you doing disinformation, Ken? The last stone brewing that we had on the show was episode two oh nine. Uh, Oof. which wow. was in the Royal Oak studio, uh, February oh, 28th. Studio. Um, there's a picture of me posing, uh, but it looks like it might've been the Brooks episode, uh, oh. for that one. Um, prior to that was episode 206 and then 119. When we that's got, that's, a, that's a fir- <laughs> that is a Ferndale episode. No, one nineteen. No, we we were only on like episode twenty five when we moved to Royal Oak, Nick. Are, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we were in Royal Oak for that long. Yeah, we were only in Ferndale yeah. for five Holy months. Crap. Yeah, I'm old. Not as old as Rob and Dan, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I I, I I to say that a beer like Keystone Light is killing your IPA. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that, ain't, that ain't true. You're killing your you're... IPA at an amount of 174 million. But there's no way. No way. No. That's Keystone. No one is thinking that. When someone sees Stone at any other bottles, no one thinks that's Keystone. Well, during like... opening arguments, Molson Coors' lawyer talked about the the average wage of a Keystone drinker. As well as said, like over fifty percent of people who drink Keystone don't have a job. Wow! Damn. <laughs> like, I, I guess if you're a high priced lawyer, you can do basically whatever the fuck. You can basically say whatever yeah. the fuck you want. You well, I mean, I it's, it's truly drawing a line of there is no like nobody's con- buying a a stone thinking it's keystone like nobody's like oh my god i just got a stone ipa for 99 cents in a 24 ounce can this is awesome not at all (laughs) and and when people see i I, you know i think you know there's a there's a brand there's branding behind it too it's 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 how you you know how you put it on your cans how you put it on your bottles they got pretty distinct packaging yeah between the two you can't confuse 
stone brewing versus keystone. You can't confuse the two. And so they separate themselves very distinctively. So to even try to make the argument that they confuse each other, that someone that's confused between the two, that's a bullshit excuse too. I don't believe that for yeah. a second. If that actually came up in 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 uh, in deposition or in uh, deliberations or arguments in court, I don't believe that for a second either. If it did, yeah. come up. So I, I don't. I mean, if we had stone on our calendar upcoming yep. as we're talking yep. shit <laughs> i mean my my thing is is that you know them raising the price of their their flagship stone ipa i'm kind of like how about you get rid of the other 37 ipas that you put on the shelves and <laughs> just no, focus on rob, the one that you have rob they, they literally <laughs> spit them out every freaking week drinks yeah. by they, this they date. put out they they put out a lot of IPAs and it is kind of like what you said about the packaging and especially the pricing. It's yeah. a craft beer. If you see a can of Keystone sitting on a shelf for 99 cents and you think that that's actually coming from Stone Brewing, um, I'm going to think that you don't drink a whole lot of craft beer because most craft beer drinkers, I believe, understand that craft beer comes at a price. Yeah. And you're not walking out of us, even if it's something that is past. And I guess that's the other thing. If it's 99 cents and it's from Stone Brewing, you're looking for a date on that on that bottle because you're thinking, OK, um, if this is coming from Stone, this bottle must have been sitting here for the last three years. And they're really trying to push this shit off the shelf. Other than that, if, if it's it, you're looking at a price and you're looking at a can. As most craft beer drinkers, they're going to look at that and say, this isn't from Stone Brewing because there's no way in hell I'm about to walk out of here with something from Stone Brewing for a dollar. I mean, back in the back in back in my day, I used to go see a movie for that one dollar. Like, <laughs> like, what was the that the cheap show? <laughs> that was the cheap show. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. It just it, it just kind of feels and I don't see how Keystone is doing that much damage to them. Um, but if they feel like it's doing that much damage to them, then I'm kind of like, why not sell? If if you think that they're doing that much damage and VMG Hill House is getting ready to sit here and offer $464 million to buy the brewery, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you might as well take it before you start to lose lose more value than you already have. Yeah. I agree with you. They might as well sell at this point. <clears throat> why? Why not take it? And yeah. I mean, I guess if you, I guess the thing is that if you take it, then the lawsuit then becomes moot. And I, I feel like with going into the lawsuit, that a lot of lawsuits that that happened with the craft beer industry, that craft brewers and craft brewery owners are very. Uh, very in sync with wanting to have integrity and integrity of their name. And it's just been one of the big selling points of stone and how they want to protect their name. And I don't think they, I don't think they will sell because I think they still want to go through this lawsuit and they want to play this lawsuit out to the end. If it comes, they come out on top, then hell they might, they might get some, some, settlement money out of it and it might make their their value even more um hell if they lose then 
shit. I mean, they they might they might go and they might go further in debt, may go bankrupt, and may not be able to pay this this debt that they have. I mean, it's it's a hell of a risk. Yeah, I think I think they just need to find someone to save them, buy 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 them out. You know, take your paycheck, go home, and let them you know remove the lawsuit because I doubt anyone's going to finish it after they you know take on ownership of the brewery. Um, just because there's no reason to, uh, you know, great spot for, uh, Daggio, great spot for Constellation, great spot for, um, Lion, like plenty of breweries can be out there and buy it. Um, and especially since they're, you know, West coast, California, like easily a, a Japanese investor could come in, um, and, and take over. So, uh, yep. We got one more article to go over, Nicholas. So we got two events going on in the month of March. We have March Madness, and then we have March Draftness. Let me ask you guys a question, because you guys now know I always pull the weird, funny articles when we do the news segment. Do you guys like lollipops, suckers, dum-dums? Do you guys like those, or do you kids like them? What? Uh, I'm a dumb, dumb fan. Okay, like, like right. my kids, uh, they are, don't exist. Are you, well, <laughs> well, we'll just assume that we all like going to the doctor's office, get a sucker after your like yearly checkup or whatever. You got it, Nick. That's my favorite <laughs> so, part of the So day. anyway, Coors Light, <laughs> in celebration of March Madness, is selling lollipops made with Coors Light. In again, in celebration of March Madness, you can get yourself a six pack of what they call chalolipops, which are basically lollipops with Coors Light. They're not made with alcohol, but they taste like Coors Light for three dollars and seventeen cents, and you can have them mailed to you to your home just in time before we start getting into the Sweet Sixteen and and all and all of that. Um, they had a pretty cool, neat promotional picture, but unfortunately, you don't get the little six-pack holder uh, with the lollipops. But it's basically a lollipop. It's amber-colored, looks like a, a like beer-colored, and it supposedly tastes like Coors Light. Um, marketing campaign genius idea? Maybe, because if you were to try and buy them right now, they're actually sold out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say this real quick, and then I will come back. But I will just simply say, as someone who apparently allegedly has been born since the 1800s, the last thing that I want after a prostate exam is a fucking Coors Light lollipop. I don't know. I'd be down for a nice, like, uh, chilled glass Coors Light from, like, Twin Peaks, where the beer is the coldest beer ever. Oh, it's like 30... degrees or whatever oh, they geez. advertise like oh yeah let's go give me my boomba but you know who's right. buying these suckers suckers it's kids yeah or lollipops or whatever. they're yes yeah, suckers yeah. yeah it's the kids who are trying to look cool like oh look i got a i've got something that tastes like beer like who the hell wants to suck on that well like, apparently I'm, I'm guessing enough people did because they're freaking sold out on the coors light wet shop site right now yeah, trailer parks everywhere. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking Coors Light wow. Keystone. Nah, not Keystone. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. Fair enough. Yeah, what percentage of people drink Keystone that don't have a... Oh, no. 
I shouldn't be doing that. It's it's a, it's a crazy <laughs> world right now. But anyway, um, this is probably the very first time I've seen beer used in a candy uh, marketing, packaging type of way. We've seen beer with soap. We've seen beer with shampoo, body wash, uh, you know, even, you know, food and and you know sweets and things like that. Ken's most favorite thing, even though I I'm being facetious because he hates sweets, um, but never in in candy. Um, do you think that this is a new trend, or is just this just a big cash grab that uh, Molson Coors is looking to cash in on? Because clearly they, they're they doing did. it. Yeah, they they cashed yeah. it on pretty well. Oh, cash grab for sure. Cash grab. I mean, we have beer slushies, but going to beer sickles of sorts, no, that's just not the thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> In any way, shape, or form. The the last and the thing is like I like I'm thinking about, you know, of course the, the higher ABV beers. I'm I'm thinking about the dragon milks, the the no rules. Um, the well, pretty much almost anything from Bottle Logic, uh, <laughs> and and thinking about anything of that nature, where it is eleven percent or higher being put in the form of a popsicle, and I'm just like, no, it's just, it's just, <laughs> just no. <laughs> Why? I, I get the novelty, and and you know, just doing it. That's great. But no, this is this should not catch on. This this is not a um, uh, this this is not one of those uh, those new categories that show up <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> and Dan, what are your thoughts? No, this this shouldn't be a thing. Do you do any of you want to just like suck on something that tastes like Coors Light? Especially if it's not getting you at least a buzz out of it. Well, actually, it's funny you mention that, Dan, because if you actually go through the article on foodandwine.com, there is a quote that says they've made a lollipop that tastes like water. What? Why? (laughs) That's ice. That's ice. That's motherfucking ice. (laughs) Why is someone making money on that? A lollipop that tastes like water. It's ice. No. Who is paying someone to give them that to? That really makes me mad. Like, no, give me an ice cube. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, Dan, I got, some, yeah. I got some warmed up ice for you. Oh, thank you. Are you talking about a glass of water? Thank you. <laughs> that That's 1980s supermodel diet. It, like, that's fucking ice. Water flavored pot. Oh. Ice. I heat oh. up the ice cubes. It's the best of all worlds. Thank you for that amazing rookie of the year quote. Rookie That's going to be the new. Thank you, Daniel Stern. Uh, it is March 18th. We will be back next week with the Michigan series with the Ferndale project. Uh, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's. Don't forget to go find us on TikTok too. We're about to do our King of the Hill. Rob needs to redeem himself. Better on draft. Have a good night. Still ice. <laughs>